All right, today's episode is with Mike and Kayla Tompkins. They have millions of subscribers, subscri- <laughs> subscribers on YouTube. You know what I meant. And they're doing something now called the Traveling Table Series, which you're going to hear more about, where they travel in a van with their family all across the country to try new foods and experience home that goes beyond where you live. So enjoy this episode with Mike and Kayla Tompkins. Hey friends, I'm Chris Bennett. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Julie. Hey everyone. Together, we're going to explore the life-changing power of family. So pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and join us on Finding Family. you guys so thankful today to have mike and kayla tompkins all the way from the nashville the nashville the nashville. Did I, make that up? I think it's just <laughs> nashville, nashville but the nashville. Man, we can say the nashville yes i just made that up it's gonna be a thing it's gonna be a t-shirt um but hey thank you guys so much for for taking some time to be with us today yeah thanks for asking us to join in it's an honor thank you yeah well, I know there's a lot of layers to who you guys are and things you've done, but why don't you just tell those listening a little bit about who are you guys? Sure. Do you want me to do that? Well, um, I feel like you're okay. better with these types of things. <laughs> um, uh, Mike and I uh, grew up in a little town called London, Ontario in Canada. Uh, we met in our senior year of high school and got married about four years later. And uh, we started YouTube... When we were twenty three ish, and it was like early. You started YouTube. It, well, no. We started. We the founders of YouTube. I had no idea. We're the founders of YouTube. We created. We created our our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Business has been good. They're paying for all your colleges. <laughs> Business has been real good. Um, we created a YouTube channel in two thousand. I don't know. Anyways, we were twenty three. We were babies, and it was right when YouTube started. And there wasn't really a a platform for it yet. Like there wasn't a lot of people on there, but Mike was early on just like playing around on there. And about the third upload, we were in Los Angeles doing the Ellen show. Then we flew to New York and did the Today Show. Like we we were traveling a lot and we ended up um, signing some deals and being able to move to the U.S., um, in 2012, yeah, yeah. Uh, working on our green cards and everything. And, um, you know, it was a whirlwind living in LA and, uh, we tried our very best to make everything work there. And there were a lot of <laughs> no's, a lot of yeah. no's, mm-hmm. a lot of rejection. And, um, I, we got pregnant, mm-hmm. um, and we're burnt out. So we ended up finding a house in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. And we've been in Nashville for six years. Um, the Nashville? The, the Na- Nashville. Oh, yeah, the Nashville. Okay, I was making sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Official term. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've been in Nashville, and, you know, we've been through uh, a lot of ups and downs and, and figuring out life, um, our marriage, and having two kids, and trying to have an online presence, when everybody's trying to have an online presence <laughs> is, yeah. is, is a challenge. So, um, it's very, uh, we're weary a lot, but we are, are happy. We're here and we're here. Yeah. We're hanging we're here. on. Yeah. 
Would you guys say leaving LA, you know, having success now, then moving to LA, you got a lot of no's. Maybe it felt like fail. Did it feel like failure? Would you say it felt like failure or not necessarily the word you would use? Yeah, it's, it's weird because, you know, we had so many highlights that were like huge. And, and by the time mm-hmm. I was, you know, 26 or 27, all the things that I wanted to do when I was like young, all, like the things, like all the goals that I wanted to hit had kind of like, mm-hmm. had kind of like happened without like a whole lot of, like without a whole lot of effort. Um, mm-hmm. And it left us going... Uh, okay, what's next? And like, we're trying to figure out, okay, what's the next thing? And so you're starting to like make new goals for yourself and you're trying to things. And that's where things get like, whoa, like this is, this isn't like, mm-hmm. like this isn't <laughs> as easy as the other stuff was, you know? Yep. Yeah. The, um, the yep. new goals that we were setting, we real, we realize now um, were really based on success and the world success of like, we need to make money. Mm-hmm. We need to have the big house, the fast cars. Like we were living in LA with celebrity friends and we were driving like the, the Prius C, the, the Prius C and like, <laughs> you know, I was still shopping at target when all my friends were shopping at Prada. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and really it definitely we should f- always continue to shop at target. Yes, right. Right. Yes, right. Yes, right. Just like yeah. a really important that. point. I yeah. I just, no, I'm a going. little obsessed, but it, you know, <laughs> I, um, but that's where I think failure did start mm. to come into play was because we felt like all the, all the goals we met, we met, but now these new goals were, yeah. were not mm-hmm. meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we, we kept going into all these record labels and, getting all these no's and it just felt like, why are we doing this? And our marriage yeah. was starting to suffer. Um, yeah. you know, when you're constantly 24 seven thinking about your online presence and how can right. you make this bigger and better to make money, right? you're always going to feel like you're failing. Right. So what did that look like moving? So you leave LA and, um, you moved to Nashville or the Nashville. Like, can I say and the can I say the fun fact we just found out though? Yes, that you guys lived like a quarter mile mm-hmm. yes. from yes, where so we close. live right now. We would have yeah. been neighbors. That's Shoot. unbelievable. Yeah. Shoot. Anyways, yeah. you're welcome back. We could have done That's the right. cup of sugar thing. We are <laughs> contemplating it right now. I would love to live in California again. Really? Wow. That wow. Makes Most people three are not saying that. Yeah, that makes three of us. <laughs> Everyone's leaving to go to Nashville. I know. Uh, but we love we love our city. I know everybody is leaving for the Nashville. Yeah. Or just Nashville. Okay, I think we've overused that joke. But, um, okay, so you guys have just moved to Nashville. What is something out of what you've just shared, right? It's starting to affect your marriage. How did you overcome that obstacle with all the no's, with all the things that are beginning to, how is it affecting your family and what did it look like overcoming out of that once you moved to Nashville or the process um, you had to go through? Yeah, we, we went, so when we moved to Nashville, I was 36 weeks pregnant with our first son okay. and we had just left this city in a very traumatic way. Um, Mm. you know, we lost our management, we lost some friends Mm. and relationships and we really lost what we at that time thought was our goal and our dream. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I, uh, went into labor at 38 weeks and we had no time to really settle into Nashville. We had no time to like really understand what we went through 
in yeah, the last, to grieve that. you know, and so, um, I was hit with postpartum depression, mm-hmm. um, severely for about 10 months and oh. our marriage, because of all of the trauma from leaving LA to then having our son early and him, you know, his, his liver numbers and everything, all that stuff was, was hard to get healthy. Um, and so there, there was a lot of trauma that happened and we started to take it out on each other. Um, mm-hmm. Mike, Mike tried to really dive into making YouTube videos in Nashville and still trying to find that success. And, um, that I, I call it worldly success, which is just like, you know, we need to get the fast cars and the big house and the, right. the jewelry. And, and that's going to be, that's where we're going to be happiest. The never ending mm-hmm. chase of the, the itch you will never scratch. Yeah. The, yep. You know, yep. so, yeah. um, it took us, um, you know, our, our marriage did suffer and divorce was, was, um, we were starting to talk about us being apart and separating and, yeah. um, it looked like the easier thing. Cause we yeah. were just like, we were just yeah. so like not enjoying totally. this, but we were miserable mm-hmm. with ourselves. So it was easier to be alone. Right. It's that yeah. fight or flight. Like I'm out, I'm out of here before you're out of here. And, totally. mm-hmm. um, we weren't understanding trauma. Um, so it, 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 we didn't really feel like we connected for a couple years until we started doing therapy and started really understanding childhood trauma and the LA trauma and, and, and our mental well-being through it all. So, um, when we did find that though, that was, that was incredible to be able to find therapy and, and healing through that, um, finding yeah. help, you know, childcare help and yeah. 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 Starting to build in some things that were like, okay, like we can, like, we're also like raising a kid by ourselves. Like we have no family around. Right. We have, so it's like, that's a whole nother thing. Right. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, you don't, we really didn't have a whole lot of help here. We had some, you know, few friends, but like, we didn't want to, we just didn't, we kind of have had felt like basically just like thrown into this thing and we don't know what we're doing and we have no help. And would you say the turning point was the therapy piece? And what would you say was the turning point for you guys in terms of when, you know, felt like, you know, the sun was coming out a little bit. You mentioned therapy and I think therapy is super important for everyone. Therapy is, was instrumental for sure. Um, and I think for us, it, the, the biggest turning point was us saying, our, our success is not coming from stuff. This, yeah. this isn't going to make us happy. Um, and taking a break from online, our online presence. So we, you know, we stopped uploading YouTube videos and really even being on Instagram and, and Twitter and all these things. And that was the pause that really shifted mm. us yeah. into, we put so much of our hope in this and not yeah. in, um, you know, what our, our true heart's desire is, is to, to love each other, is to have a healthy family and, and live well, but it's not about the stuff. Right. Yeah. Mike, I'd be curious, and I'm going to say this, I mean, this is for both of you, but I, you know, I, we watched your, some of your videos and, and saw some of those things that got a lot of attention. And then, um, when the, when that, 
began to shift where it was like, hey, this isn't either working or this motive has not been right. I could I could imagine from like an identity standpoint when it's like, no, that's who I am. That's what I do. That's what I'm known for. Right. And then all of a sudden, either it's not working the way you thought it would or the way it used to. Or then you make that decision to actually be done with it. I mean, that sounds great in the sense of, yeah, it was for our marriage. But I could also imagine that being a really painful thing where it's like, no, that's what I know. And that's what I do. Right. And when you have achieved a level of success and then for whatever reason, it's not working anymore or it's not working the same way. What what was that journey like from you from kind of that identity standpoint? Yeah, I mean, it's still like I feel like it feels like trauma a little bit. And a lot of times I feel like at times I wish no success had happened at all. And I really wish that mm. I had just like continue working in a music shop <laughs> because the pain of having something that was like, that was your identity and for like my entire twenties and throughout my twenties, I'm like, I know there's probably an expiry, expiry date to this, but I don't know when right. that is. And, and I'm not dealing with like preparing myself emotionally to, for when this thing actually is, is done. Um, and um, so it is still something I feel like I'm still unraveling. And like, I just, mm. I feel like the, the, like the idea of like, I never was able to like uh, go on like a humongous tour that was like me as the headliner tour, but I was able to like go and like, so I was able to like open up for Jonas Brothers and I was able to do like some of these big humongous tours and you get that adrenaline rush of being on the stage, you get this like thing and mm. It's hard to do that and then not do that anymore (laughs) because it's like, it's like, like being an addict and I, it's a different Mm. journey than being an addict, but it's like, it is a sense like a drug of like, I put out a video and it's getting millions of views and people are caring about what I'm doing. And then all Mm. of a sudden I put out a video and it's like, oh, now it's getting 4,000 views that's my identity. Oh, I guess people don't care about me anymore. And it's like, so it still feels like something I'm still unraveling and still working through. But, um, what is helpful is like, you know, when our family unit is doing well, a lot of the times that stuff just doesn't like affect me (laughs) (laughs) because it's for so long. Like I would ignore the family things because the, the, this thing was, was going well and was making me feel mm. good, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, making you yeah, feel think, good. Yeah. Cut out. I think, you know, we, we did like pastoral ministry for like 20 years and we were leading a church in Oklahoma. And then three years ago we moved here and it's not the same, but I can relate to the sense of like, Oh, for so many years I was known for this, I, this gift set, you know, I had this church that knew me in this role in this position. And then we came here to do work in media and nobody knows, nobody cares. <laughs> and even my previous skill set doesn't necessarily carry over in the same way. So you kind of go through this, okay, do I really know who I am apart from what I do? And I remember just kind of coming to that conclusion, like, oh, oftentimes we don't know what our identity has been misplaced in until that thing's gone. And then you realize, oh, wait, I found a lot of you know, self-worth and validation and this thing, you know, that's not really who I am. It's what I did, but it's not who I am. So I, I mean, I can definitely relate to some of that. I mean, what would, I mean, obviously you're on a journey. We're all on a journey, right? We always say, we always say around the Bennett house, like we've never arrived somewhere, you know, we're going to be learning until the day, you know, we die and probably continue to be learning even after that. But what, um, what would you say to somebody in their early twenties or maybe just early in their success, if you will, 
um, that is experiencing those highs. Maybe they haven't experienced anything hard yet. What would you say to them right now? Because there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's, that's great that someone's having success. We all want to have success. But where you are in your journey and what you've learned, what is one of the number one things you want to say to somebody that experienced what you did early in? I don't know. <laughs> Brace yourself. <laughs> I don't even know if I always have the greatest advice. And I was like, I, I tend to try to like avoid saying like advice to people. But to me, I just think of like, if there's something that I would say to, um, to me, like maybe 10 mm. years ago was, yeah. um, I wish I didn't stress out so much. <laughs> I wish I just totally. I soaked it in and, totally. and breathed it in a little bit more, you know? Um, yep. Because I wish that there was, because I, there was so much pressure to perform, of my own mm. pressure to perform, mm. that it totally just took away from my ability to actually enjoy what I was doing. Um, yeah. And, and so I think that would be the number one thing that I would That's tell good. myself, like, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Just have I, fun and enjoy the ride. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, from, from being a part of it um, as your wife, I think um, intention is the word I'd like to say is what is your intention? Mm-hmm. What is your intention to be on that stage to, um, you know, post that photo to post that blog like what is the intention that you want with this um and we we've been going through um a new business venture and we're always coming back to the why what is the why that we're doing this what's the purpose that this is because if we're not checking in on our intention um for something we are, you're going to get lost. Yeah. You yeah. will get lost because we're, we're all great ingrained with greed and jealousy and competitive natures. So if we're not focusing back in on what is that true intention, yeah. we will get lost. That's good. So could, you can see why, you guys, why I would be sorry, a, uh, you can see why it would be a disaster without Kayla. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meet each other. Tell Meet me. each other. It's a, it's two ways. So true. So yeah, maybe maybe take us into this new venture that you guys are doing, which is really really fun, really cool, and I'm sure you have a million stories. Um, but tell us about the traveling table. Yeah, yeah, the traveling table was was uh, was birthed from a place of uh, really just being stuck in our house during the pandemic. Uh, we had been used to traveling the world uh, for the last like 10 years. And so we'd done so much, so much traveling. Um, and the thing that we loved most just from traveling was like the eating, uh, and like the experience hospitality and just the, the experience for us, um, was the thing that just like brought us to the idea of traveling table because we had Kayla like about a year ago showed me a picture of like one of these like vans that were like all built out on the inside. And like, we both were like, this is pretty awesome. And then we're like, we saw one with like bunk beds for kids and we're like, Oh my goodness. We could like, we could just like do this. We could like go around the U S we don't have to get on a plane. We can just like go and experience, we'll film, we'll film some stuff around it. And it ended up turning into like a, a series that we, um, what we produced. And the, the idea behind it was like, Hey, let's go and film the, you know, the, the food and the things that we're eating. Um, and then the, the, 
the the show itself took a took a turn in a way that we weren't really even anticipating because like we didn't necessarily anticipate how hard it was going to be with kids uh, in the van and so yes. the most recent episodes you st- it's starting to really take the turn of like oh boy <laughs> like we are we're kind of losing it here <laughs> yeah we we you know um our intention and our purpose like going back to what that piece is i wanted to connect with people again and um you know like I wanted to just be around different culture experiences Mm. and, um, my kids, I wanted them to experience life and not just sit in our home. I know we all were, we're all, we were all sitting in our home, but I just had Mm -hmm. this like desire when I saw those bunk beds of, we can do this, Mm -hmm. we can get out there and do this. And, um, it ended up my kids hated every moment of they it. did every really? moment of it hated even though they had the coolest names of any two children yeah. i've ever heard wilder and dash yeah dash are six i'm gonna old. rename my children i think i'm renaming them. yeah too late actually my kids last night were like um why didn't you think of those names <laughs> for me sorry sorry about it's, that it's really funny um side note about our kids names like when we first said oh our son's name is dash um our fam some of our family members were like well there are other names <laughs> just like normal names you know like you know You're like what are you saying when yeah. you say that but you dash the on, in the dash in the van hated the van oh yeah like hated it, was- it. he will still say because we've sold it now he he'll say i'll say like do you want us to get the van and he's like no yeah kids don't care about like beautiful nature like this past episode we're just like we're in the petrified forest and like there's these amazing logs that are like have been there for 200 million years or something like crazy and like the they've been there they were there when the dinosaurs were around and he's like um <laughs> Are we getting donuts? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kids yeah. on camera. Yeah, this is not yeah. how I pictured this going down. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> the romanticized view. So the kids didn't love it, but, I mean, how did you guys experience family for yeah. you as a whole? I mean, even, I mean, marriage and sure. maybe that your kids, besides that your kids didn't love the van. <laughs> it, um, I feel like it was really good for our family, though, on, mm-hmm. even though our kids hated it. I think it was really good for our mm-hmm. family because it pushed our kids out of their comfort zone, which is also something I want to encourage families, encourage you to push yourselves out of your comfort zone, you know, I love that. um, and, and try new things and experience new things and, um, meet new people, yeah. you know? And so I think that was a big thing for a big win for us, um, with the van life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, it helped Mike and I, you know, sit and talk a lot. We had, yeah, we had we a lot of a lot. time yeah. to talk. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think talking about what's next for us and what, what do we want to do? We, we will always put videos out probably and, and have some sort of presence, but that isn't our focus because that isn't our, our purpose. That isn't our our passion, I guess. Like we're not super passionate about YouTube videos. We're passionate about Mm, people. We're passionate about families and connection, connecting people. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, just, Knowing a little bit about your story, just from talking earlier, you know, you mentioned something I thought was really powerful, Um, you know, coming from different backgrounds, you know, coming from different family backgrounds and how that has 
affected your marriage and how it strengthened your marriage as you walked through those different things. Could you just share a little bit about, um, again, I know we're, we're almost out of time here, but um, just how coming from that affected your marriage, family life, and then where you guys are today and what you've learned. I think it would be really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, we have two different kind of family backgrounds. So it's like the, you want to share like a bit of that or, you, yeah, you know, you, yeah, I mean, two different family backgrounds coming together, right? So any marriage, you know, has, has two families kind of coming, colliding together and, you know, our family background is very different. So, um, you know, the, yeah, I grew, I grew up, um, I grew up very like in northern Canada. Like we didn't, we were two hours from a grocery store. Like oh. it, we were in in no man's land. You were out there. I was out there. Yeah. I took a no target. Uh, you know, no there target. was no target. <laughs> no target. <laughs> you know, um, my dad's an alcoholic, um, and uh, my mom. You know, she did her best, but she numbed a lot and avoided a lot. And so, um, I grew up in this home where we just swept everything under the rug. We don't talk about things. There are no like real emotions because that's going to bring out too much. So, um, I grew up in a more, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a place of, you know, my parents are good people and I have nothing but love for my parents, but there was definite, um, abandonment feelings for me, um, where I just didn't feel like I got my emotional needs met as a child. Mm -hmm. And then I met Mike and his family and your parents are, are just so beautiful. And we just come from very different families. Yeah. It's a different family background. And so you have these two things and in both of us, not kind of like understanding and, and no family is perfect, by the way. Uh, we are all like, we're all flawed and, uh, and family is messy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, family is very messy at times. And so, um, it's like, uh, both of us not completely, I guess, like understanding, um, me particularly not completely understanding what Kayla, uh, like the, 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 the way that they function as a family. And so you have one way that you think it's supposed to go. And then you, the, your spouse has the other way of what you think things are supposed to go. And, and for us, we had to go through a lot of just like working through that. Yeah. Too. I'm the oldest. And Mike's the baby. Yeah. And he was... He Me was, too, I'm, I'm the baby Mike. Nice. And Mike was definitely treated, you know, as that baby. So for me, when we were married, we got together, we're married, and, you know, we're going through the honeymoon, and it's, like, super fun. That first year, we're mm. eating mac and cheese and ramen noodles, and it's fun, and it's sweet. And then, you know, life really starts to speed up and happen. And, and we were thrown into this world of it's Mike Tompkins. It's always Mike. Um, and then I, I had the, our baby and it just kind of our first baby and it just kind of collided into my background and his background finally hitting. And we had to confront like how we share emotions, how we communicate. And, um, that was a really long journey to communicate well, um, to understand emotion and how Mike thinks and how I think. And well, you would know, Chris, like being the baby, but like for me, it was my, my, uh, growing up, it was like, you can do no wrong. 
Like you are. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So to me, they had a little song, Pretty Little Angel yes. Child. My family would sing about me, Pretty Little Angel Child. <laughs> and for me, I don't know how to accept that I've done something wrong <laughs> to me. Wow. So it's like, and so uh, I think for a while it was like, it took me like really understanding and through therapy to like really understand like, oh no, this is actually, this, this is hurting and this is hurting this way. And so I, for me, it was always like I had to go into defensive mode of like trying to be, uh, no, I'm defending myself cause I'm, I'm the, I've, I haven't done nothing yes. wrong here. And I was like, well, maybe you have, if she's saying she's hurting, you know, like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, um, yeah, I think like for a while it was like, uh, like a lot of pride got in the way. Right. So, mm. um, and so that was, uh, it, it all kind of like hit ahead of like this, uh, this isn't working out for us and mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah. And I, I always like to try and encourage, um, we got married young and I love that. And I, I love that part of our story. And I like to encourage, um, young married people, um, learn how to communicate. And I know there's always like, don't go to bed before being angry and all these things, but like, seriously, go to therapy, <laughs> understand each other, how you grew up, come together and communicate, um, it's going to do wonders for your marriage to, that. you know, to communicate well. And I think that's what we've learned is like when our differences, you know, when we learn to, to honor the differences and work through the hard stuff, it actually becomes that strength where you were saying, oh, I couldn't do it without her. Well, it's like that's the idea. Right. But when it's unrefined, had been worked through the tension, you know, and that's why a lot of people just peace out. It's like, no, it's too hard. It's too much. But I think we've experienced that when you go through the hard stuff. The fruit, the benefit of that is like, I mean, I couldn't imagine life without her in any way. And the, the very differences she brings are the things that are really weak in me and the other way around. So I, I love that. You know, you guys have said a lot of great, powerful little, you know, points along the way that I am definitely going to chew on a little bit. But last thing, is there anything for people that are right now in the middle of not communicating well in marriage, um, uh, don't know if they're going to make it, stick it in, anything? Last words you'd say for marriages in that space? Um, therapy. <laughs> like, I am such a big advocate. Cheers. I'm such a big advocate for therapy. Ask for help. Um, uh, a mentor, a friend. Like, the other night, we, you know, I, we've been going through something recently, and um, we haven't really told people. And the other three nights ago, mm-hmm. two of our very good friends were sitting in our room and they have no idea. And I just like blurted it out. And, um, our one friend, he just said, this is, this is what connection is that intimacy mm. where we can get together and bear it all with each other, get yeah, naked, so sort good. of speak of like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. I'm vulnerability, vulnerability, you know? So I, I just am such an encouragement of be vulnerable in in it. Tell tell your story because your story matters. Your family matters, and you matter. So don't do it alone. You know, and it's yeah. like yeah. even if it's like even if therapy is not going to work out or whatever for you for you and your spouse doesn't want to do therapy or whatever. It's like um, I think just being able to have people around you matters, and it's so important. And so just do your best to just not do it alone. Um, just tell people how you're feeling. I know a lot of people don't want to be like the bummer and be like, I'm not doing well, but it's like, just, just know that people, um, 
don't feel that way. Like if somebody like, yeah. like don't like, if somebody's like telling me that they're not doing well, like I want to be there for, and I want to tell them like, no. And so it's like, there's something that happens in that vulnerability. Um, and, 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 and know that's like this whole thing in marriage and life and everything is hard yeah. and it's, yeah. but you can do it. You can do yeah. it. Yeah. And, and I, one other thing that just popped in my head about that is I've been in this place of feeling really alone and not having anybody. And sometimes we don't have people in our life that we can talk to and we can't afford therapy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Go sit at a coffee shop, go and t- just be there. And if somebody is there that smiles at you, take that and share mm. your story. You, I've talked to oh. a barista before because I had mm. nobody else. And I was just like, I'm going to pour my heart out. And we became friends. Like, just be I vulnerable. That's awesome. Well, well so good. you guys are gold. And um, we love you guys. We're just meeting you, but we love <laughs> yeah. you. We love your story. Likewise. And so appreciate your, your vulnerability and your openness with us and those that are listening. Um, for those that are listening, please follow these guys. Is, is the best way... I know there's 2.4 million subscribers on YouTube, so um, we're two of them. But uh, is that the best way people can follow the the traveling table through YouTube and Instagram? What's the best? Yeah, probably Instagram. You know, YouTube YouTube's here here and there, uh, but Instagram is probably the best way to to keep up on on what we what we got going on. Okay, yeah. all right, we'll post that awesome. in in the in our post. We'll put that in there. Your your Instagram handle, um, and then I just want to leave it with. I think you should probably record a song called "Pretty Little Angel Boy" or what did you call it? <laughs> I'm trying to forget it. Next song. I'm trying to forget it, honestly. It's I'm still working through that one. I'm trying to get that one. Okay, out well then don't then don't do that. Don't don't record it. Um, anyway, you all you all have been generous. Uh, we'll hope to meet you in person very soon. Yes. And um, we'll stay connected. Follow yes, the journey. Thank all right. So much. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Thank Bless you for y'all. having us. All right. See you guys. We're not done yet. Get that coffee refill, because it's time to unpack. You know, it's so, so refreshing when um, you meet people that were strangers literally, you know, an hour ago, in a sense, and you leave a conversation feeling like you've known them for a long time, and that comes from vulnerability, and these guys were so vulnerable. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, we always hear the phrase of vulnerability breeds vulnerability and it's important in life, but it really does. Um, there's honesty. I just love the reminder that I'm leaving with today out of this conversation that um, honesty, vulnerability brings a freedom for us to feel human and know that we're not alone in and of itself. Yeah. You know, um, I love that she shared at the very end, like she... Um, just at the very end of that conversation where she talked about there was times where I felt alone and I had nobody to talk to. Who knows? Maybe it was when they were traveling around or, you know, um, you know, they didn't get to share everything they've gone through, but we, we heard a little bit of that even before our conversation. And it was just powerful how they have taken, um, what they've been through and chosen not to stay in that place and really fought for that. And look where she said she was alone and like, but I, you know, I just go to a coffee shop, sit down. I even talked to a barista and um, ended up, I just needed someone to vent to yeah. and we became friends. And so there's so many different ways it can look like that really tangible things in life that can meet us in our loneliness. 
And I remember feeling that when we first came to LA so much, you know, yeah. especially when we were moving around, like, I don't know. Well, and I think to the point Homeless of people. all this is just like, you can really find an experienced family in lots of different ways. You know, it doesn't have to be somebody that you are married to or grew up with. It can be somebody you meet that begins to play this role in your life that maybe you didn't expect, you know? It made me think about when we were moving 20 times, yeah. you know, when we first moved here, um, our house ended up that we were selling in Oklahoma fell through. So yeah, we had mm-hmm. to choose whether we were going to stick it out here or not while going through totally. chemo. Some of you guys know that story, but it was through that moving where it was the, like you said, the unexpected places. I mean, it was, it was a lonely journey. Um, you know, we knew we have people that loved us, but it was, it was a lonely road. And there were those moments where out of nowhere, we had to really fight to find those when we didn't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, not that everybody can relate to, you know, having a huge like online following per se, but I do think it's interesting just that perspective of, you know, you could look at somebody like that because, you know, we go to his YouTube channel and two and a half million subscribers and all this early success, like you mentioned, being on Ellen's show. And, and you, then you think you're on this certain trajectory. But just to hear that perspective of, you know, those things, they just they're not gratifying, they're not satisfying, you know? And um, I think for them to kind of make that pivot and realize, okay, maybe the the why was off, you know? Like we can do a lot of things, but why are we doing the things we're doing? And I think that's where a lot of people in relationships, um, why relationships get really hard is maybe even when you lose the why of, okay, why are we in this thing in the first place? Because, you know, I think about when we came out here and we had an idea of what things would look like and we thought things would happen a lot quicker than they would happen. and than cancer and all the stuff. And it makes you ask a lot of questions. And I think those those pressure moments are extremely defining because, I mean, how many times, Jules, do we have those really hard, I'm trying not to burp into the mic, um, you, but I think but I just did. did. I think I did. Lovely. It's fine. It's fine. I have three drinks <laughs> I'm working here. here, and I've got my bottle of water, I've got a smoothie, and I've got coffee. I'm um, drinking bone broth, so let's just, we got vomit. four different just, drinks. Can we rename it? I know that's what it is, but bone broth. Oh. But I am drinking, a little side note here, and my one of my favorite mugs, you guys, it's so cool. If only you could see it. It's Walt Disney at the original castle, and it says vision. And the quote is, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. Well, there you go. I hope you're encouraged today. Thank you for joining us. No, I'm just kidding. So this um, one's sponsored by Bone Broth. That's and- right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Bone Broth is so good for you, though. You should be drinking it. It's a great way to start off um, I, your day. And our daughter's knocking What did you door. think about... Uh, what did you think about the... Um, it's it's hey, all Joy, good. It's we all love good. you. Um, uh, let, let, oh, let me... Let me, let me uh, before we talked about Bone Broth and smoothies... I loved what you were saying. I think there was something we went through when we first got here where it's like, all right, we're going to change the world. We're going to do this. Bam, cancer. We're homeless. What's happening? And there was something that was for fine through specifically that first year here where Mike was mentioning when you're go- you know, at the beginning of maybe a new journey. Maybe that was that's a, a good drop, way to say it. drop moment, would you say? <laughs> Ding, that was funny, babe. Okay. What is your intention behind what you do? And... I think that we thought we knew that why, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that had to be refined because that's what keeps you in that place of risk and adventure is what is the intention behind what I'm doing? What am I risking? Do I know that? Because otherwise you can get really lost and you can get really introspective yeah. to a place that starts to affect your identity and who you are and those types of things. Yeah. So again, no matter the context, his was a little different than ours was. Yep. We hadn't had any success yet. 
But look at um, us now. But look I think at we have us seven now. I'm drinking bone broth. Um, anyway, hey, but to the quote you read earlier, um, I heard this years ago. It says, vision gives pain a purpose. Pain is inevitable. Pain is never fun. But it's a lot worse when you don't have a vision for why you're going through your pain. I mean, I saw you, Jules, through the cancer, like the embracing of, you know what, I can't. I'd love to change this, but it is what it is. So I might as well embrace it yeah. and use this. And you really helped a lot of people. I mean, even mm. the fact that Kayla had followed you for the last two years, and that's, that's pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pain is never, um, pain never has to have the last word. You know? Ooh, pain never has to have the last word. I like yeah. that. Um, what do you think about the traveling table? You think we should do that? You think we should? Oh my gosh, we would all we like that. hurt each we other that unintentionally. We in have LA two boys six that are six one. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're really tall and would not fit in a van. I don't think. But there's something we could cool. sleep sitting up. Maybe. We could sleep. S- can we? <laughs> I don't know. You can. It's actually sitting. a thing. No, it's actually a thing. You can fall asleep sitting straight can you fall up. Fall asleep standing up. I think you can. I gotta, I'm going to YouTube it? that Try later. Quick. Fact check that um, later. <laughs> I can't believe they found a YouTube. That was shocking. Um, no. <laughs> uh, I Maybe we could... I mean, the, the cool part, though, if you just take their story, but even what they're doing now, I think it's... She said step outside your comfort zone. And I think, you know, moving to L.A., getting our kids out of a very comfortable setting in Oklahoma, we didn't do it for that reason. But I'm saying, man, I think about how much our kids have grown through being in discomfort, you know? I mean, oh, like yeah. literally these constant situations yeah. of facing new situations, new culture, all the challenges. I mean, I think that's that's how we've grown and, the most. And I think most of the time f- people, but also families, like family units are like, we can't do that because we don't have all the money yet. We can't do that because we don't have this yet. We can't do that right. because of our kid's age. We can't do that because of A, B, C, D. And I say, bump all that, you know? But, <laughs> I heard you say that since we were yeah, dating. Yeah, I, I was trying not to say a bad word. But forget all that, okay? Um, you but know, I feel like you've been talking about that oh, a lot with our kids. Did I cut you? Go. You give me the look. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was trying to like... I, for, I forgive you, Chris. I didn't ask for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm just saying, you know, step out before you know how. Because even them doing the traveling van and they're like, our kids hated it. But I don't think they trade it for anything because of what they got. There's... Even when it doesn't look like what you think it is, even when your kids have a hard time from it, moving 20 times, don't think my kids loved it. Wouldn't want to do it again. But they will all tell you, and you know that was, you know, they're all different ages, different seasons of life, and they would all say what I gained from that and the hard that I had to work through out of trauma, cancer, moving, moving to a yeah. new city, new friends, all the things, wouldn't trade it for anything. And I really believe... Um, what we step out with good intention, if you will. I mean, it always comes back to service well. I believe it can. There's a possibility of that, and that is a choice. And, and not to make this into a sermon, but I would say if you are. But he will. <laughs> kidding. Uh, my last point um, for today, <laughs> no, is just I, I love the the unapologetic, like, get help. Like, I, I mean, yes. we're all going to go through hard stuff in a relationship. It is inevitable. We are all very different people with different mm. backgrounds and experiences. So I would just say, Get help. Like, find help. If you're in a rut, don't Absolutely. try and get out of it alone. I, mm-hmm. I love that. And if you're like, I've done therapy, I've had it, just get more. Guys, if you knew how much therapy I still need right now, you'd be encouraged <laughs> to keep going. <laughs> Is that encouraging? Hence the bone broth. Is that part of the... I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, guys, thanks so much. Yeah, this, this has, has been, been fun. fun. Uh, 
Ooh, Ooh, we finish each other's we go together like <laughs> remember the grease no i grew up on that movie the grease from the bone what okay okay all right anyway thanks hope you guys enjoy this conversation and please do follow mike and kayla uh the traveling table you can look it up on youtube follow them on instagram and we will be with you next time on right. finding family, family. <laughs> i love you guys right, <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. And the best way that you can help us get this message of family out to the world is by taking a minute to subscribe. Leave a rating, a review, and please share. You can also visit our site, findingfamilypodcast.com and follow us on Instagram to stay connected. This is a production of Welcome Home Entertainment. This episode was produced by Dave Hanso and edited by Will Cotterall. Music by Drew Holcomb. Family. All in this together. Family. We're taking a chance. Family. Blackbirds of a feather. Family. Kick off shoes and dance.